I sat in one seat. And there's a fellow that was across me in another seat. This man was sitting there. He was weeping. Weeping almost to the place that he was shaking. As he sat there, he began to confess. He began to confess his darkness, his sin. I sat and I listened. I could not judge. How could I judge? For many years earlier, I had come to realize that, that I could be one decision away from finding myself in deep, deep, dark sin. So I sat, I listened, I wept with him. And then I told him, you know, we should really look at Psalm 32. And so today, that's what I want to do. <clears throat> I want to look at this Psalm 32. That is a beautiful psalm of what it means to look at God <clears throat> as one who forgives our sins. Who, one, who, who, who is the one who is so gracious, our, our Father, our Father, not just our Father, but we can call Him Father. Father who looks upon us, and in His grace and in His mercy, He will convict us of our sins because He loves us so much. So let's look at this psalm and kind of walk our way through. <clears throat> we'll take a, a chunk of verses as we go along and, and hopefully make sense of them. So let's look at the first couple of verses here. It says this, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, <clears throat> whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sins the Father does not count against them, and in whose spirit no, is no deceit. Wow. I feel like you've got to drop the mic. <clears throat> I wish this was Sunday morning where I would hear some amens. I mean, blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven who are not counted against him. I mean, that is a wonderful place to start. That is the foundation for us to be able to come and to look at this, this passage here this morning, this Psalm 32, because it is here that we hold strong that when we sin, it's not if we sin, or I hope we don't sin, but when we sin, that we have a place to go, a place which does not hold our transgressions, our sins against us, who forgives us. So David, in verses 3 and 4, he talks about how when he keeps silent, when he tries to cover up his sin, when he, he doesn't expose his sin, that what happens is his bones waste away through the groaning in, is all, all day long. We, we might try to hide our sin, and, and we, we can. I mean, many people for many years hide their sin. And, 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 but the truth is we don't hide it from God. And the truth is, that if we are really trying to walk with Him, there will be a heaviness to our sin. It will eat away at our conscience and tear away at our souls until it takes hold of our bodies. That's what David is saying here. He is saying, listen, when I keep silent, my bones waste away through my groaning all day long. Day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. I see this and I say, wow, what a gracious God, that God would not give up on us, that God would continue to make it difficult for us to sin. That's what David is saying here. And, and, 
and His hand is on us. He wants us to repent. He wants us to turn where He could say, listen, you are sinning. Ah, You know what? I'm going to take your life. You're done. Or I'm going to make your life. God, He makes our life difficult in our sins so that we would come to a place of repentance. And that's why when we come to verse 5, David says these words, I acknowledge my sin and did not cover it up. He he came and he was ready for it to be exposed. That was like that man who sat across from me in my office who was weeping, who, who was in great distress because he was not willing anymore for his sins to be covered up. He was only willing for them to be acknowledged. When we do that, we then can find relief. Because in the last part of that verse, in verse 5, we read in there where it says, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave me the guilt of my sin. There is freedom. So I look at this and I see there's, there's, when we confess, we find freedom. We find freedom. We, or excuse me, when we, when we confess, we, we find forgiveness. When we find forgiveness, we find freedom. I'll say that one more time. We confess, we find forgiveness. In forgiveness, we find freedom. We no longer live under guilt. And so David gives an exhortation in verse 6. Is there, if this is who God is, we must seek him. And we must do it now. That's what he's saying in verse 6. Listen, don't allow your heart to get hardened. And I've seen that in people. I've seen them begin to drift. I've seen it in my own family. They drift to the place that they will deny that there is a God. That's what sin can do. Listen to what God is saying to you. If you are feeling the weight of the world, maybe you need to look at your life. Maybe it is sin that you have allowed to creep into your life, and it's time to confess. In verse 7, I love how he describes God. You see God, see Father. To see God, not just as somebody who is here, but to see Him as Father. Your father, my father, father. What does father look like? He is a place to hide. He is a place to protect, it says in verse 7. He is a place to be, he is a place that delivers. That's who God is. He, he hides us, he protects us, he delivers us. That's who father is. And we need to see him there. And not see him as somebody with a big whip. Somebody who is so disgusted with us that he doesn't want us to be in his presence. But it's not true. If we feel the weight of sin and guilt, it is because He wants us to come to repentance. And in verse 8 and 9, it's like God is speaking to us. and saying, if you submit yourself to me, I will teach you. I will counsel you in the way that you should go. I will instruct you. He uses an example of a donkey or a, a horse needing a a bit and a bridle. <clears throat> I know I've sat on a horse before, and I was told this horse is so well trained, you just, all you need to do is just kind of nudge him with your foot one way or another. You don't need to touch the reins. They say, don't, this horse really doesn't even need a bit or a bridle. It, it, it just knows by your movement what you should do. 
I want to be that way with God. I want to be so in tune with God that I don't need a bit or a bridle, that he simply is just nudging for me to go one way and I go that way, or nudging me to go another way and I will go that way. David finishes up this psalm by by saying, look at God's reaction. So the, the unrepentant person, there's woes to that unrepentant person. That's what God's reaction is, the heaviness of our sin. But for those who repent, there is God's love. He tells us in verse 10. And in verse 11, our reaction is this, that we rejoice, we are glad, and we sing. So can I encourage you today to stop, to pause, to ask yourself, do I have heaviness in my life? And is that heaviness because I've allowed sin to enter? And do you need to find yourself before Father, confessing, knowing that He forgives our transgressions. He does not hold them against us, and we are blessed. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that we can come before you, recognizing our wrong and confessing that. Lord, it is true when we are told that confession is good for the soul. It is good. It brings us into right standing with you, and there is nothing like it. So, Father, help us not to fear our confession, but help us to step in it with anticipation of your forgiveness and leading us in the way of righteousness. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you.